Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. The art of broadcasting and interviewing is making your guest feel comfortable. And I believe Marty has extended that invitation to hockey insider Darren Dreger right now, taking him back to his roots with this beautiful cowboy hat. Marty, Darren. Oh, that is a tremendous look right there, Marty. And uh, I like I'm thinking out loud when I go into retirement mode and maybe that'll happen sooner than later, not by my choice, but others. Um, I'm going back to Western Canada. I've already got a place there on the prairies. And I envision myself with a cowboy hat. Not sure I could pull it off as slickly as we're seeing Martin uh, Biron right now. Um, but that's impressive. And that gives me hope for my future. Funny enough, I don't really like wearing hats because I don't think it looks good. But this one is my son's. And he did a good job picking it. I, I'm digging the look right now. Maybe I'll move up the prairies as well with you, uh, Drags. I'll be, I'll cut your, you know... The lawn, I'll do the landscape, and I'll wear the cowboy hat just because it uh, it looks good. I like drags, it, buddy. I, drags, I see more as a black hat, cowboy hat guy. Is that right? Don't you think? Yeah, yeah I think it, it fits the hey, – you know what? Like, I just started watching Yellowstone because I had not watched it, and I think you'd be a good ranch man with the black hat, the black jeans, the black shirt, like that, that really – like tough person on the right. Yeah, I get it. The whole rip theme. If for those who do watch yes. uh, Yellowstone, but um, when I retire, I'm telling you right now, I will be unrecognizable. There will be no shaving. <laughs> there will be no haircut. Um, I mean, fast forward a decade from now, <laughs> knock on wood and things are going well on the health front. Uh, <laughs> Grizzly Adams is what my motif will be. We will have some AI generation of that on our next episode <laughs> and your next appearance here on Sabres Okay, Live. sounds I, good. I, I can't wait. Will, will you, because you're going to change your appearance, if you were a hockey player right now, would you adopt a new look? And that is to wear a neck guard and cut proof, um, you know, undergarment everywhere because some guys are doing it. Anze Kopitar last night, 400 yeah. goal, but you can tell he's got the long neck. Yeah protection right some guys don't want to do it they don't like the way it feels what would you do and what do you think the league is going to do in that uh in that uh situation well if you're asking what i would do of course i would do it um you know anything that comes to protecting your life i'm going to do whatever is necessary so coverage of the neck and granted 
the problem with the neck is it's a pretty big space, right? Mm -hmm. So the neck guards that we're used to seeing that, you know, you had to use in, in minor hockey or in some cases, junior hockey were little bands that just sort of covered what an inch, two inches, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they're, they're far more expansive now if you choose to wear them. And there are many leagues around North America who are now making them mandatory. And, and that's a good thing. So the more we see NHL stars like Kopitar last night, I noted Claude Giroux of the Ottawa Senators yeah. wearing neck protection. The more that happens, then the more it becomes realistic to think that the Players Association, the National Hockey League can say, OK, well, let's not move to making it mandatory. Similarly to what they did with the visors. Mm -hmm. You go back to when you know, visor was voluntary. Um, some guys were wearing it, most weren't, but there was a good percentage of players that were wearing the visors. So the league and the PA didn't go from zero to 100. Right. They went from a good percentage to 100% over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And that may be what has to happen here. But I can tell you the next GM meeting, which is next week, by the way, the league is doing its due diligence on this uh, in partnership with the NHLPA because they've got that partnered uh, equipment committee, right? And I'm sure that they will have a variety of options to show the general managers who will take it back to their teams. But the good news is most of the GMs in the league have phenomenal training staffs, and they would have already been presented with all the options out there. The question is, if you're a veteran player, a player period, are you willing to take the next steps and put it on? And It's sad when you see injuries like we saw from Jordan Eberle. We've seen that type of injury in the past. Obviously devastating, tragic what happened to Adam Johnson uh, overseas. But there's enough of an example whereby, again, getting back to your original question, if mm -hmm. I were an NHL player starting or had a pretty good career like Anze Kopitar and, uh, and Claude Giroux, yeah, I'd be putting it on now. Yeah, a lot of the question around um, the evolution of it becoming mandatory right now, of course, is supply mm -hmm. to the demand and cost to that supply, because a lot of organizations want to make sure that they're putting the best product out there. Yeah. And as we know, with something like this, it can be really, really expensive to make it as cut proof as possible. Yeah. So we're now at perhaps the most heightened demand for this at any time because all leagues everywhere <laughs> are looking at this. So it's going to be a challenge. And if we ever do get a grandfathered in uh, drags like you're talking about, as we've experienced with helmets and visors over the age yeah. of our lives, um, I, I would sit here and guess it's going to be at least 10 years minimum it could before be. we ever saw all NHLers yeah. wear it. And even then, I'm not confident it would be within 10 years. You know, I'm with you, and and unless unless the Players Association joins forces, but how do you do that, right? right? Because the Players Association works for the players, so it would it would have to go by vote across the league, and the players would have to endorse and all that. But hey, you know, I guys, I'm still surprised in watching warmups the number of players that don't wear helmets in yeah. warmups, mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. we've seen enough evidence of the accidents that occur there. Yet, you know, I was at a game in Winnipeg not that long ago, the Blues and the Winnipeg Jets, and there were several players out there in warm-up with the flow going, and I get it. It's, you yeah. know, it's it, it's a sense of freedom and all of those things. But, man, all it takes is a stick, a puck, or a skate, and you're in big trouble. Real quick, um, uh, Dregs, was there an update on Eberly after his incident in practice yesterday? 
Well, not officially. I, I think the, the update is that it's more good news than bad news. But I mean, we all read the alerts when it happened and that he was going to hospital for extensive testing and not just for the obvious to look after the laceration, but MRIs were required and, and you know, just to, to make sure that there wasn't nerve damage and all those things. But it's early in uh, Seattle, so I expect more on that later today. Uh, on other players' news, there is some star players that are definitely in the doghouse and not playing well <laughs> and uh, getting sat and all of that beautiful stuff 12, 13, 14 games into the season. What's going on in the league now? Guys like Huberdo, uh, you got Zegris, you got others that are just not playing, being sat out yeah. or not producing. Like, is there concern with uh, with star players not performing and what that's going to do down the road? Well, I, I mean, from a cap perspective, it has to be a significant concern. And if you're looking at, at Jonathan Huberto uh, in Calgary, uh, he has to be part of the reason why this organization is going to be successful, not the bigger part of the reason why they're being unsuccessful. They've had a glimmer of hope of late, yeah. um, but you know, there's still a lot of issues that are swirling around the Calgary Flames. In fairness to Jonathan Huberto, I liked what he said when he met the media after the fact. Now, what else is he supposed to say? But I, I can appreciate a player not wanting to talk immediately following post-game. I mean, he sat the third period. What's he going to say? He's not feeling the love. And he probably needed to have a conversation with Ryan Huska before meeting with the media. But he meets with the media, and he just flat out takes responsibility and says, coach's decision, but I need to be better. Well, that's honesty, and that is fact. And he needs to be better, not just to, to help the Calgary Flames, but to take away the stink from that contract right now. Uh, and we saw, you know, a former flame in uh, in Goudreau also get benched for a considerable period of time by a relatively inexperienced NHL head coach and mm -hmm. Pascal Vincent, who is just not having any of it. You know, you either play the way that we demand everybody play or you're not going to play. That only works, in my opinion, once for top guys like that. And then all of a sudden, if the player doesn't respond or it becomes almost like a plague and other players start taking shifts off and this, that, and the other thing, guess who then, you know, gets caught in the crosshairs? And it's the head coach, obviously, yeah. because then management, senior management, and more importantly, ownership starts asking questions. Hey, you convinced me to sign this guy yeah. for 80 plus million dollars. What is happening here? So mm -hmm. I think that's that's more of, of, of what's going on now. But we'll just have to see how these players respond over the next handful of games. Right. And of course, every year brings about the uh, periods of time where any number of goaltenders can find themselves in these right. situations, right? I mean, yeah. it's just inevitable that you go on a two or a three or four week spell where everybody's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this player? Well, in the case yeah. of Edmonton, they moved off of Jack Campbell and sent him to the minors. But, you know, it's impossible not to look at the reactions lately of Philip Gustafson in Minnesota and wonder what's wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, Samsonov uh, in Toronto. I mean, you can go through a lot of, a lot right now. Um, and I asked Marty the other night on our pregame, like whether he sees some movement in the goalie market here in the next little bit, just based on the fact there are still some names yeah. that are either third wheel or AHL right now. And we just wonder if there's any pieces of play. How do you view the goalie carousel in the NHL right now? Well, I mean, if we start with Edmonton, I think that's the white hot spot, right? Sure. And not just goaltending, but across the board. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the goaltending has has been subpar, no doubt about that. And that includes both Stuart Skinner and uh, Jack Campbell. You know, maybe the experience of Cal Pickard is going to make a bit of a difference here. Maybe as a renaissance. Mm. Let's hope for that. Let's hope for that from, from Pickard's perspective, but also from Edmonton's standpoint. But that can't stop Ken Holland from making the calls and looking for some form of upgrade. You know, the issue is it's it, we're like broken records here. It's dollar in, dollar out for all of these cap teams. And that's not going yeah. to change anytime soon. And so when you're dealing from a position of weakness, it's not like other managers and other teams are willing to throw life preservers. You know, I look at Philadelphia, not much talk around Carter Hart. And you talk about Carter Hart and there's other aspects of the world of Carter Hart that comes into play when you're trying to speculate on whether or not he could be a piece in play. But I look at the Philadelphia Flyers as a team that is doing better than probably expected. But everybody knows where the Philadelphia Flyers are. So could there be something to the Carter Hart? speculation uh blackwood is a name that's been out there go down the list so i i think it's possible but i also feel like until you get to u.s thanksgiving which isn't that far away but until you get there everybody is still internalizing and looking and taking stock of what they got i i talked to montreal earlier this week and nobody loves the three goalie carousel they don't you know the coaches have to work harder to keep that rotation in check Montumbo is is appears to be the goalie of the future, but he's going to need a contract. You know, Jake Allen's got the experience. He was so-so the other night. And then you've got still the unproven of Caden Primo. Montreal would trade, I would say, Primo or Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. Jake Allen has some trade protection, but they don't want to move Montembo. So there are pieces out there that potentially could be in play, but it's still pretty early. Quickly, um, you mentioned Jack Campbell. Um, I did the uh, buyout calculator on capfriendly.com already. Um, and I, I don't look three more years at 5 million, but it would be a $1.1 million cap hit next year, 2.3, 2.6, and then 1.5 for the last three years. It's not right. that bad to say, Hey, we, we got to move on a, a different situation. Is that something that they would entertain you think the Oilers with three years left on his deal at the end of the season and, and buy him out because I I just don't see Jack Campbell coming back to form or you find a, a, a team that is willing to take him who maybe has the same interests right um, Edmonton retains some salary or it's part of a bigger deal and I'm not again trying to connect Edmonton to Philadelphia but it feels like Kenny Holland who's in the last year of his contract with the Oilers as GM really has to get proactive and creative here because it's not just about goaltending. And so when I look at the Philadelphia Flyers, I look at a Scotty Lawton, like, could he not make Edmonton better? Like, you know, they they keep relying on the McLeods and the Brobergs and the Holloways and these young pieces. You know, they've got the French kid, uh, Xavier Borgo in the American League, who teams still covet. He seems to be dropping a peg on the ladder in Edmonton, but teams outside Edmonton make a bigger deal. And, and maybe you can include Jack Campbell, Marty, to your point, in something that gets you a little bit off the hook and maybe brings a goaltender that you're willing to, to give a try back the other way. What do you think, Marty? Is he going to be traded or is he going to be bought out? I think uh, it's going to be both. I think there's going to be a trade and a buyout done. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see that happening because the Oilers won't want to take it all on, but they'll no. spread it with another team. They'll share it with another team. Well, Dregs, you mentioned broken records. Marty's debut, now that he's got the hat back on, uh, his debut album was called 16 Shots or Less. 
and <laughs> it is still available at all your local record retailers. I called it a shutout. Yeah, shutout. Sixteen uh, shots uh, are uh, less uh, in a shutout. <laughs> Greg's another Canadian reference. Bye bye, Mon Cowboy. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> all right. There's Darren Dreger from TSN. We're back after. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.